It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 82 for Wednesday, December 5th, 2018. Happy holidays, happy holidays, happy holidays, happy holidays. It is December, everybody. It is that holiday time of year. Hope you guys are all doing well. Everyone's off to the races in terms of all of their holiday festivities that they choose to celebrate or uh, choose not to celebrate. Either way, choice is awesome, right? Who doesn't love a little bit of choice? Welcome to the show, onesies. I am finally recording this uh, podcast a little bit earlier in the day. Um, a little bit earlier as in like quarter to three. So, I mean, most of your days are ending, of course, come around that time. But uh, I got a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, so I tried to tried to have it done earlier, just couldn't do it. And I, I got to tell you, I'm wiped um, no, no complaining, high energy, right? No, no bad stuff. Just, um, well, what have, what have I got to talk? I got a full show ahead of me guys. And I'm, I'm kind of like, Ugh, just, just, uh, how do I get to it all? You know? Um, so I, I had a couple shows this last week. I was doing LCBO promos. I've been, uh, been getting to the gym a little bit here and there. Um, uh, you know, bumped into some friends and, uh, you know, saw some people, uh, and I, you know, at the end of the show, I got a, Hey, fuck, I got an email. Hey, Got an email to read for you guys, so I'm excited about that. All sorts of fun things, and uh, made a couple mistakes this week too. Um, but either way, we're gonna get right into it. So um, I want to just tell you guys some stories. All right, I've been uh, I've been getting some of the feedback from uh, from people. It only took 82 episodes, but uh, you guys don't exactly need to know how my week went linearly, right? You know, I can tell you a few things that have, that you know have happened in the last week, but. It doesn't have to be day after day, and here's what I did every day. It doesn't have to be that way. It can just be, hey, here's some things that happened last week, and they can happen in random orders. One of the things that happened last week, uh, happened a few times, was I had uh, those LCBO promos that I was doing. So again, dressing up like a weird Christmas elf, walking around a, an LCBO, uh, which is for all of my international and uh, and listeners abroad, is our, uh, our Liquor Control Board of Ontario. That's what the LCBO stands for, and... It's basically just where people go. That's like the only place uh, up until the last few years where you could buy, uh, you know, booze. You either go to the beer store for beer, the liquor store for liquor and uh, spirits. And uh, that's just the way. That's just the way things were, goddammit. We, we lived in a simpler time. And uh, if you wanted to fucking get sauced and stick your pecker in a strange woman, you either uh, you went to the store or you went to the bar. And that was it. We didn't have the fucking dial a bottle or whatever. We, we didn't even have phones back then. Only the rich kids had phones. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> the point is, is that I spent a lot of time in the LCBOs and, um, and it's been, uh, fucking weird. Um, I don't, uh, I don't hate it. Hey, it's, it beats having a real job, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's been just conversations with people. It's the last big week of it. Um, some, while I was in Kingston, uh, I had a team, you know, take over for me and it does, it does take a, it does take a village to, uh, to fill in the shoes of old J dub. You know, Josh is out of town, you know, God, how, how are we going to do it without him? Can we get a bunch of people together? And they couldn't, they couldn't do it. They could not get what they needed. So they just said, you know what? Let's wait till the big man's back. So I'll be doing a, a few more, a couple more, just a couple more stores. I think actually I only have to do one more. Hooray. They had two more and I was, I told them I couldn't do one of them. So mm-hmm. just sipping on a nice Fiji water today because my liver and head are, are uh, recovering. 
to say the least. So, um, as always, guys, this episode available for you on Wednesday. I am, however, recording it on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon with more energy for you. Yay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I do feel wiped. Like my eyes feel like they're burning. I got to bed way too late and I'm getting up way too early. Um, but to cap up those, uh, those silly LCBO things, I had those going on, uh, during the day on the weekends, like I should say late afternoon, you know, from one to five. And then I had to get to a couple shows. So why don't I tell you guys about those shows? I had two shows this week. Uh, one of them in Carlton place at a lovely place called the waterfront gastro pub. Oh, and a good, uh, good friend of mine and of the one man podcast, Ken Strangway, uh, puts on that show, uh, great comic, great dude. Um, and as always invites me out to, to come and, and share my, my whimsical stories with, uh, with the crowds of Carlton place. I actually, um, on my way there, I stopped at a little place called the lakeside, uh, Mediterranean. I don't know. I really don't know what the name is. All I know is it's either, it's either I'm pretty damn sure it's lakeside, you know, and do we, do we do the usual? Do I, do I just go ahead and Google the goddamn thing? Yes, I do. And I, I mean, it's for a very select few, but I would just say that if you happen to be, let's see here, lakeside shawarma, it's not, it's not called shawarma. Let's go lakeside Carlton place. Just outside of Ottawa. Yep. And let's, let's spell place with an O instead of a P. Lakeside Shawarma and Suvlaki. Oh, baby. It is so good. Um, I, I thought it was called Lakeshore, Lakeside, sorry, Mediterranean. But either way, guys, Lakeside, uh, what a wonderful place that is. Um, you know, they make shawarma. Ottawa's, Ottawa's known for a lot of shawarma here, but uh, they make one of the best. And the, uh, the the owner lives in Ottawa. So he gets up every day at five o'clock in the morning, drives way out to his business car place, gets things started, firing up everything, start cooking up the recipes for the day. And he gets home apparently 11 o'clock at night. So dude gets home, basically sleeps, and then bam, right back to work again. Hard work, man. He gets four days off. He was saying in a row at Christmas. He wasn't bitching, by the way. No, no, no. He's got a long way to go before he can be as good as me at complaining of the things. But uh yeah, he was voted like number one business in Carlton Place for like the last few years, or whatever. Number one customer service, like from the city, right? It's not like it's not like voted by some bullshit newspaper. Like the city, you know, voted him like uh, one of the best, you know, the best 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 customer service, one of the best businesses in town. Um, everyone loves this guy, and uh, I was doing an LCBO promo in Carlton Place a few weeks ago, and that's where the uh, the staff was telling me to go. There was a shawarma joint right in that mall, and I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm you know forty minutes from home, and I'm hungry. How's that shawarma over there? And they're like, no, no, no. You got to go to Lakeside. Lakeside's got this and that. And then other customers walking by, they heard, oh my God, I'm yawning really two in the afternoon. Um, yeah. They're like, you got to, you got, are you talking about Lakeside? Yeah. Oh, you got to check it out. Yeah. There's sauce. Anyways, this guy makes everything fresh. It's delicious. If you're in Carlton Place, check out Lakeside shawarma. Anyways, um, went to the show at Carlton Place at the Gastro Pub and uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't as packed as I'd seen that room before. I would say that that room full is like 50 people. So it doesn't fit fit. Well, maybe 50, 60, either way. It's not a huge show, but if you get a small intimate room packed with people who are there to laugh, that's a great fucking time and a great way to earn money. I'll tell you that right now. But, uh, on this particular night, it's a little bit quieter. I would say it was more like 40, 35, 40 people in the room. If you counted the bartender and the server, but, uh, show was good. The comics on the show were doing well. Um, no spotlight on us this time. Ken argued with me up and down. Oh, there's a spotlight. There's no fucking spotlight. I'm telling you, if your face is as dark as the wall behind you, um, 
you know, that's, that's not a spotlight. And I'm not saying like, there's a light on you and the light is the same color. I mean, no, I'm saying like the fucking, the people in the back of the room that had a, a light over their head in the ceiling were their faces were lit up. And I'm like, we shouldn't be, you know, the, the audience shouldn't be better lit than the comics. Um, just because of the nature of a room, right? It's all about energy. So if they can't see you properly, stop yawning. Um, if they can't see you properly, then you're not going to have as good a, a show as, as, you know, if you're properly lit up, it sounds good. And here's the issue with this room. All right. So I will say this, all the comics did, did well. Um, I was closing down the show. Uh, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt champ, very, very nice guy. A good friend of mine uh, was hosting the show and, um, the problem with this room is that where they have the stage, so I, I don't know how well I'll be able to paint a picture for you guys, but when you walk in, it's basically a, a pub right on the water. You walk in, and as soon as you walk in, you kind of go down like a hallway, like the entrance, main entrance, kind of like a hallway, sort of like you would walk down if you're on your way to the bathroom, okay? Like that kind of thing, like you're in the hallway. But then the hallway opens up to the right, and now you're walking into where on the left is one room, and on the right is the other, and on the right is our showroom but you're basically turning and you're walking and I'm not through a door, like not like a door, it's just basically opened up like a big, like archway. So you're walking right. And as soon as you turn right, that's the stage right, right there. Like if you're not paying attention, you're looking to your left as you turn right, you'll bump right into the comic. Like that's where the stage is directly in the archway of the doorway of this room. So everyone walking into the bar is walking right past the stage and they're still talking from whatever conversation they were having on their way in or what have you. Now, immediately in front of the comic is, you know, to, to partly, you know, part of the side on his right is the, uh, tables and things like that. And then they bleed off into the back of the room. And then like right in front of you to the left is the edge of the bar. So people walk in, they walk right past, right in between the bar and yourself, which is distracting for an entire room of people looking at you. But here's the thing, because the edge of the bar is there, um, people tend to just walk up to the bar and that's probably the hangout spot on nights where there's nothing going on. Um, well, and you know what? It's the fucking hangout spot when nights, like when the things are going on. So what happens is these people, it's always the drunk regulars who will walk into the room right up to the edge of the bar, which means that their back is three feet from you on stage. And they just start talking full volume to the bartender server. So they're basically in terms of volume wise, right in between you and the audience talking at full volume, super distracting, super nice. Basically you may as well be heckling because your conversation is so disrupt. Like it's, it's a distraction. Imagine you're having a conversation with somebody four feet away. And then somebody came in between you stand two feet in front. Like you, you've been sitting at a table people. And then there's four people. And then the people across from each other are talking to each other, but you're almost like having a conversation through a conversation. I mean, I don't think you guys are stupid. I don't have to go into this too much, but the idea is you basically have that going on and it's like, oh, you're putting on a show and you see, you can see the audience, like, like, you know, their faces look angry and they're looking over at this person angrily. So this show went off the rails so quickly, so quickly. Um, like I, I, now luckily, I guess it seemed that these guys came in when I was on and almost right at the beginning of my set. So excuse me, fuck sakes. Um, these guys came in yak, 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 and I can't, I can't do a show like that. I, I tend to do a lot of crowd work anyway. So I just started talking to these guys. Hey, what's going on, Biff? You know, you're ruining the fucking show. What do you, what, what, what can we get for you? Let's get you a drink and let's have you go sit down like at the back of the bar, you know, towards the back of the room, there was like five seats. I'm like, there's enough seats for you guys to just go sit over there. You could chat to the bartender from there. At least you're not right in front of me. You know what? Let's go have fun. Long story short. 
is that these guys continued to talk throughout the course of the show sporadically. It was basically like I would wrangle them in. The crowd was loving it. I'm supposed to do 30 minutes and I did an hour because every time like I would, I would get everybody together, calm down. They're listening to me. Great. And then as soon as I would start to build towards material, like starting to turn over to material, they would just start talking again. And I'm like, fuck, I can't do material because that, that requires a flow and an energy and momentum. And if, I have to, if it just dead halts in the middle, so I can tell these guys to shut up, the jokes effectively ruined, or at least in, in incredibly lessened. So I just, I did more time. Like the crowd was loving my crowd work with them. My, my, you know, ripping on them and, and talking to people. I pretty much got a chance to talk to like just about every table in the room. So I got everyone engaged in the shows, laughs. People love, love that shit too, because they're like, wow, that's jokes. This is clearly a show that no one else will ever see because it was based on who was here in this room at this time. So crowds, uh, especially in small towns really tend to enjoy that because they're like, wow, this is an experience that is, is just for us. Whereas, you know, uh, as a small example, not to say that it's better, but nah, I'm not going to shot, I'm not going to name comics and shoot, shoot shit up, but there's comics who have their hour and they've just done it for years and years and years and years. And doesn't matter what show you're at. You got the same hour as everybody else. You, you didn't have a different experience. So I really, I really, one of the things I like about doing crowd work is it makes it very specific for, uh, the comics. So, um, my buddy, Nick Perron. Uh, Matt Champ on the show, uh, Freddie J trying to think of who else, Ken Strangway, of course. And, uh, and my, my good buddy, Rory Gardner was on the show as well. So Rory, who's been going to the gym with me, Rory was on that show too. It's good to see him. Uh, he did a new joke and I immediately gave him shit after he got off stage for it saying, don't ever do that joke again. It sucks. <laughs> Cause they like, it was basically a, it was like a tag on a joke. Um, so I was like, the joke's good. Get rid of that stupid tag. Oh God, it's hacky and fucking puns and everything. Anyways, um, <laughs> I only say that cause he's a good sport and, uh, and he knows I love him. So, um, yeah, that, uh, that, that show I soldiered through, but it was late when the show was over and I was like, well, I don't have any rush to go home. So I'm like, I want to sit and socialize. Ugh. But most of the comics left immediately afterwards. So I got, I got a chance to sit with, with Ken and, you know, finish my beer and, and, and shoot the shit. But apparently a lot of people came up after the show and were like, man, that was so good. We had so much fun. Thank you so much for that. That's, we love it and all this stuff. I was like, oh, that's, that's great. I'm glad you had a good time. You know, I did the extra time because looking down at my watch, trying to get into material, I saw that my time was up and I had still hadn't had a chance to tell a, a fucking joke, you know? Um, so they basically got twice the amount of time, but, but zero jokes, like zero jokes. They did an hour and told zero jokes. It was just crowd work and, and shooting the shit with them and, and stuff. So it was fun though. Everyone was happy, had a good time. Um, the next night again, rushing after uh, one of my LCBO promos, I went to do a show with, uh, Tim Riel and Alistair McAllister, two good friends of mine, um, in, uh, in Brockville. So we went to Brockville, uh, yeehaw, not bragging anyone who knows, uh, Ontario geography. And, uh, we were doing a show for the, uh, I guess the Brockville Toyota dealership. So, um, that show was interesting. Um, where do I start? Where do I make this sound positive? <laughs> Cause I know some of you guys listen to this and you, you don't like me bitching, you know? Oh, you're bitching about everything. Yeah. Some, sometimes that's how life feels, especially when you're dealing with something so close to your heart as, as your standup, you know, this is my, uh, my art guys. And so when people don't like my art or if I'm worried, people are not going to like my art, there's gonna be a lot of stress associated, but, um, my, uh, my good friend, Matt Watson, who, uh, who's done an episode of the podcast with me, uh, Maddie got us that gig. It was a private party for Toyota. Mm. And we got there, you know, like they said, the dinner was at such and such time. But when we got there, we were kind of like, oh, where would you like us? And they're like, oh, if you guys want to just hang around, we're like, 
well, are we, are we joining you for dinner? You know, Tim was, Tim did the great work of just being like, Hey, um, so just curious how it works. Uh, do we have any drinks? Do we have any food? Like what's, what's going on? What's the story with all that stuff? And, um, and they were like, Oh, we're, we're not sure. Yeah. We didn't think, I mean, we've had the comics last year, but we didn't know if you guys, and we're like, Oh, so I mean, I, I 10 minutes later while we were chatting with the sound guy, they came up with good news guys. You're going to be fed. We're going to take care of you. So I was like, okay, the, um, Kelly, Kelly, Ann, I believe was the name of the organizer. Um, she was very nice, but she was very corporate nice. I don't, I mean, I don't want to run her down or anything like that. Just in case she stumbles across this podcast. I mean, I broke up a couple thinking that, you know, one of them would never listen to the podcast. So, you know, these loose lips sink, sink ships. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we did that show and she, uh, well, I remember before the show started, we're sitting in the back corner of the room. Everybody in the room is talking and we're myself and Tim were, we're talking in the back of the room. We're just chatting. And at one point she's like, ah, excuse me, someone is talking. Yeah. I was like, wow. I, I have to say that in all of my years doing shows again, we're the show, like we're the entertainment. I've never been a diva or anything like that. I don't show up and start flexing. I'm always very polite, very humble. Thank you so much for having us all this stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, again, not to bitch, if I told you guys what, what the money was, like if I told comics and if I told fucking Jason what I got paid for what we were doing, so drive to drive, you know, over an hour out of town, um, you know, and to do 45 minutes, if I, if I told him what I got paid, he would fucking lose his mind. So we, we, we were doing a very, very nice thing for them, giving them the show that they got for the price that they paid. Um, so anyways, but to just sit there and it's like, and we weren't like being rude talking way too. Like it was, she was like wanted dead silence and, and the way she asked for it, super rude, super rude. So I definitely had a, you know, I was like, oh, well, I don't like you now. Um, and, and I, I just, I was like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't bring it out on stage or anything like that, but it was just one of those like, huh, not a big fan of this. So we, we, um, by the time we got up. There was like, I can't even, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like three long tables was the whole, was the whole Christmas party and, and in varying orders. It wasn't like three lined up properly at us, whatever. It's like one table was across the room with half of the crowd, senior citizens, not, not even turning around to look at us. I remember when Alistair was on stage, I was walking, uh, walking back into the room from the washroom and I just see like five senior citizens heads down, like that dude who I spoke to in the crowd and I fucking know better to engage now. But, uh, I just saw them staring down at the table. And I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, these people don't want to be here. They want to go home. They're not enjoying themselves. I'm like, I'm going to force them to listen to me for 45 minutes. This is going to suck, you know? And then, uh, went on. And of course the, the tables in the front went about Tim, Tim did a great job before bringing me on too. like, he, he told an incredibly funny joke, dirty too, which is what I was going to ask him to do is like, Hey man, drop in a little bit of dirty stuff just so I can gauge them and see how they respond to it. Whatever. He did, he did a great job, really good job. Uh, before, before bringing me up and, um, not to say they didn't do it sooner, but, uh, but he did a great job. And, um, I, uh, I, I was having fun with them off the top, you know, it was, it was going well, but then we had like, it's funny, like with the crowd work, sometimes you'll be having a good back and forth and you're like, oh, this is going to go, you know, it's, it's going well, let's keep at it. And then just out of nowhere, it'll just halt, hit, hit a dead wall. And you're just like, oh, okay, you need to find a way to, to pull out and recover. And that happened a few times in the, in the course of my set, um, did material for them. Okay. So it wasn't like the Carlton place show, but I, at one point I, I was talking to Kellyanne from the stage and she was right to the right of me, uh, spotlight my face. So I, I mean, again, you guys aren't 
on stage all the time. So I would imagine a lot of you don't know that when you have a spotlight directly in your face, you can't really see anything. You see a big white light and black, like silhouettes or whatever. So if you turn to the side, you don't see anything in your peripheral, but a big white light. So I'm chatting with her. And then all of a sudden there's this face four inches from my face, not joking. Um, and it was, it was one of the old guys that did was like, she took my ring. She took my ring. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, I was like the grudge, you know what I mean? Just like out of nowhere, there's a face in your face. I was like, what the fuck? I'm go, and I go, the bigger thing that bothers me is that all of you guys saw him approaching me, not one person. Like, I'm like, the room was dead quiet while her and I were talking. So you'd think one of them would be like, what the fuck? Like, if I'd heard you guys like, ru- like just rustling, it's like, oh, what's going on? Like, what's, what's happening? While this old guy walked from one side of the room to the other and got right in my face, you know, I'm like, that's, that's nuts. So it was just a bunch of weird shit happening back and forth, um, at one point I said, I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. You have a, I hope you're having a good time. And I, and I, I thanked Chris, the owner, um, for inviting us. Cause I assume the owner is the one paying for all of the entertainment on the Christmas party. And, uh, Kellyanne's like, ah, excuse me. He didn't fucking do anything. I'm the one who fucking booked the show. We're like, okay, okay. Thank you very much. And I, like, oh, I said, well, I hope you're having a good time then Kelly. And she's like, last year was funny. I was like, oh, you fucking bitch. And anyways, so again, not, I mean, I hope she was, she's, you know, she's like, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. You guys are fine. You guys are great. And I'm like, okay. I don't know if that's recovering because she was a total bitch or if she was just joking, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the first one. And the only reason being is at the end of the show, when we said good night, shook her hands. Now she was also pretty drunk too. So I don't know if she was just having a good time, whatever. But at the end of the show, like when we said, she was like, thanks for coming. Like, it was just very formal. Not like you guys were great. We had so much fun. Thank you so much. It was just very meh. So I can say with confidence though, they got what they paid for, which isn't a great attitude. And I apologize for that. But at the end of the day, like the amount of, and then the waiting, fuck, we started the show almost an hour late. So like Tim had plans um, and, uh, you know, and I was hoping to get home at a reasonable time. So to start the show an hour late to, to invite us for dinner and then be like, no, we don't have any food for you. And then it's like, and it was great that they provided, it was great that they provided, but it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, why did you tell us to come two hours early so we could stand around waiting for you to finish eating? You know, anyways, whatever, whatever. I don't have a horrible job. I'm not trying to be a bitch about it. I'm trying to give you guys the real behind the scenes. That's what this podcast is supposed to be behind the scenes of Josh Williams. If you guys only care about what, what I got going on the shit that you see that looks amazing, well then just come see me at clubs. What the fuck is that? Give me one second. That better be good stuff. Alrighty. It's just a stupid package from Amazon for Jay. I'm expecting a few things from, uh, from my partners at DK.com. They got a lot of fun stuff that they're sending me. Got a big shipment of stuff today. Um, and I'll be reviewing some of it almost immediately. Right. So I spent, that's another reason that the podcast was a little, little delayed getting started today. I had to go through a couple of the books, um, chugging water, trying to get myself healthy again. Anyways, what I was saying before the, uh, the doorbell, that's the, that's the thing. Jay has ordered so many different things right now that they're coming in. Like he's building a computer or something and he, he bought, uh, he's buying like the computer parts like fucking one at a time. It's like every day I'm answering the door three times to get like a computer tower and then a power supply and a video card. And then it's like the next day it's, Oh, it's Ram. And then it's, Oh, it's a hard drive. It's like, motherfucker, you're buying it all from Amazon. Just put, put it all in one order and let it come all at once. You fucking anyways. And Jay buys the dumbest shit online. Like he buys like, you know, like I don't even know what to call them. Like dart feathers. Like, you know, the little plastic things that go in the back of darts. Like he buys like those. 
because he's like, oh, I like the pattern on these ones. He bought like a floating ring that goes around a dartboard that shines an LED light on it. He bought like a, a laser, a laser guide line that shoots onto the floor so that, so that you don't step over the line when you throw your darts. You know what I mean? It's basically like that, what that is so much dumb shit, so much dumb shit. He bought like, um, like a playing card stand. So what these are is like, it's like, it's like, think of like a napkin holder only. It's like, it's like uh, that you put cards in, so you don't have to fan them out yourself. You can just put your cards in there and then put it in front of you and look at your cards. It's yeah. But, uh, he was missing things. Things were coming to the door and no one was home or, or the, the new ring doorbell that Jay put in. It's little, one of those video ones, the ring doorbell that Jay put in, um, would run into batteries or, or the, the ringer inside downstairs, we wouldn't hear it. Like if I'm up here with the door closed. So one of the other things Jay ordered was a, uh, another ring, I guess, speaker. So now right on my desk, just to make sure he never misses a package. I've got a fucking ring thing here. Now, to be honest with you too, I, I have the occasional package that comes. So I too don't like missing them. I've, I've come home many times, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning from Ubering. And you know, I've got a, I've got a missing package and Jay's still here. I know he's here cause he doesn't fucking get up before noon. So it's like the whole time that they came to the door, rang it and he never, never heard it or whatever. So whatever, again, again, real, like first world problems, nothing, nothing important. Just son of a bitch. Anyways, I was talking about, you know, giving you guys the nitty gritty, right? The behind the scenes of stand up comedy and one nighters and things like that. So you know, Hey, sometimes you're going to hear some complaints. Not everything's fun. You know, if I listened to all the nitty gritty of your job and all the shit that you, you know, people, people vent about their fucking work. And, uh, yeah, if you guys, you know, you're, you're listening to this podcast cause you want to know what's going on with me. You want, you want the behind the scenes things. I assume that's why you're listening. I can't imagine why else you would, but, uh, you know, Verzi, uh, was saying, you know, my buddy, Paul Verzi, he was saying that like, you know, there's the people that'll come see him, you know, every year when he's in town and he goes, those people see me once a year and. You know, and he's like, and I appreciate that. I love that there are fans out there that they come and they see me every time I'm in town. He goes, but your podcast listeners, they're with me every single week, man. Uh, you know, the good, the bad, you know, they stick it out with me. And I feel like I, I, you know, they, they do know me better than just the people who come and see me on stage. You know, they know the, the behind the scenes, they know what's going on in my life, you know, things like that. So, you know, I, I've always tried to, to do the same for you guys. You know, I try to share the highs and sometimes when there's highs, I, I fucking let you know. But, uh, but there are a lot of lows too. And, and especially in an industry where there's a lot of doubt and no security. Right. So anyways, that's all I'm saying. If it seems a little downish sometimes guys, you know, that's, uh, it's what it's just, just letting you know that show while the owner was very, very gracious, he was fantastic. He was like, thank you guys so much for coming. We had a great time. Really appreciated you. Like he was amazing. Uh, the, the organizer chick, uh, Kellyanne was, uh, was a little rude and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to, you know, it would have been nice to, um, basically just be treated a little bit more respectfully, <laughs> whatever I, I fuck. It's a show. I, I don't have to work a real job except this is, I don't know. I don't know. Why I always downplay comedy, man. Comedy's a fucking job too. We're, we're the monkeys that make you laugh when you guys are done doing the, the real jobs, you know? So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of travel. Like I'll tell you that day was fucking stressful because I had the LCBO work that I was doing. And then to get out of there, home, change, meet up with the dudes in the car for a couple hours, you know, we, uh, we grinded it up, man. It was a long, it was a long day. And, uh, I was, I was passing out at the table. Like, and I mean, just like head down my eyes closing before I even got on. So I had to find coffee 
And I think that's another thing I grabbed when I left the room was I grabbed a coffee, came back. First thing I say when I was on stage, I'm like, guys, I know it's late. Show started, you know, an hour later than you expected. I'm sorry for that. We got the whole cast of Downton Abbey falling asleep at the table there, all the, all the, the seniors. So it was a good, uh, yeah, whatever. It was a show. It's over. <laughs> I, I hope that, uh, the people who booked us get the gig again next year. I don't, I don't really don't think it was bad, but I'll, I'll be honest. It wasn't one of my favorite showings. Um, not at all. So what else did what else did I do last week? Huh? Did some shows. Oh, I did. I, uh, you know, a little shout out to my, my sponsor Summersby. They, uh, they, they gave me another resupply, but they gave me a little mini fridge. And I think I may have mentioned that, but, uh, but Summersby hooked me up a little mini fridge. I got plugged here in the room. I'm only using it to chill, uh, out of respect. The top shelf is all Summersby, but I do not have Summersby chilled to, to drink on a regular basis. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, whilst delicious, I'm not in, uh, not in good shape to be drinking, uh, sugary beverages on the reg. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they're here. They're displayed beautifully, but I, uh, I try not to partake, you know, they're here for, for, for guests or whatever. Uh, and then I, I put, you know, cans of, uh, Coke life and, uh, and, uh, Fiji water bottles in the bottom part. So that when I'm sitting, when I'm in the room, I actually can just have a cold beverage, you know, without burning all the calories of going downstairs, who has the time no, no, to consume calories whilst not burning them in any way whatsoever. Um, but that was cool. So I, I did that on Friday, met up with them. But something I did on Friday that I'm super ashamed of myself. I mean, I got to move forward. I've, I've, I forgive myself, but um, really bad is um, while I was getting ready to go meet up with uh, with Kelly from Summersby, um, I uh, I get a text message from my, my good buddy Mika saying, uh, well, actually the text message was strange because it was just three question marks. And, uh, I, I did not know what I had done wrong or what the confusion was. So I messaged him, I messaged Mika and I was like, uh, is everything okay? What's, what's up? You know? And then like, I don't remember. I, I mean, realistically, I think it was like an hour or so later. He's like, are you coming? For, are, are we having lunch? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't realize you know, I thought he meant like, am I going to go meet him at work for lunch? And I'm like, shit, did we, did we talk about that? And I'm like, what I, I'm like, it doesn't sound familiar. I'm like, what I have booked <laughs> a, like a, just a random lunch date with you three weeks out or something. I'm like, that's, it, it didn't, uh, didn't seem right. So, um, anyways, again, they were, they were busy at an event. I, I totally forgot about they, it was, uh, it was Melissa's birthday lunch at, uh, at a nice restaurant. Everyone was going and I definitely could have gone. That's the worst part is, you know, I filled it with meeting up with Summersby, whatever, but had I, what had happened was uh, Mika had planned a nice big lunch for his uh, his lovely wife, uh, Mel, and uh, they uh, they put a, a Facebook group together, and I remember him inviting me, and I was like, oh yeah, cool, I'm, I've got nothing on that day. I'm like, cool, yeah, I can be there. The mistake I made was not putting it immediately in my calendar, and uh, I will say this, I I am so, so dependent on that. Now guys, like with all the things I got going on, meetings and promos and, you know, calls and bookings for shows, I, I just, uh, I fucking spaced big time. Just, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, and as soon as Mika's like, yeah, the, the lunch, I, I, that's the thing too, is if you remind me, I will remember immediately. Oh, that's right. I remember that discussion and I remember all the ins and outs. Yeah. It was at Mandarin. It was this and that. Yep. I fully remember now. But it went into my head and it got processed and did not make it onto the calendar. 
And that was it. So I was incredibly embarrassed that, that the, the lovely Mel missed out on my presence of my company on her birthday. So that sucked. And I'm deeply, deeply ashamed. Miko's really cool about it. Cause he was just like, you know, he's like, Hey, well, don't, don't worry about it. He's like, I, I get it. Shit happens. You know, everyone was here. We had a great time. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I missed it. Um, and I, and I truly am, you know, cause again, I, I mean, I, I care about my friends, the, the, the people closest to me. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not disappointing those who are, who are good to me. Mika and men Mel have been absolutely outstanding. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing them again soon, you know, having a couple games nights or whatever, when things are quiet, I, I absolutely can't wait to do that again. So as the holidays approach, it gets harder and harder, but anyways, long story short is I, I completely missed a friend's fucking birthday lunch. I feel awful about it. Um, and you know, and I, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I, I guess I just have to be more diligent about the second, like I've gotten better at it. I don't know if you guys, as you get older are struggling with memory things, but I mean, I've had arguments too, where, you know, for forgetting something and it's like, you know, someone can, can give me, you know, yell at me or give me shit all they want for forgetting. It's, it's not a choice, you know? So it's, it's, I would say it's irresponsible, but even then it's like, it's like trying to get, this is how I feel about it. Okay. And I, and, and please feel free to send me an email, contact at one man podcast.com and, and let me know what your thoughts on are. But the problem is, is I think people like internalize it. Like, you know, they feel like you're saying that you don't give a fuck about them. Like their shit's not important enough to remember. It's like, I don't remember anything. Like I'm constantly the day after going, Oh fuck. Like to something that I had to get done. I forget shit on my way out the door that I desperately need to bring with me. And I'll get halfway towards somewhere and go, shit, it was in your fucking hand. But guess what? I put it down for two seconds to pick something else up. And that's all the time I needed to forget that I had that, you know, Oh fuck, where's my keys? Da, 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 find the keys and then leave. It's like, great. That other thing's now sitting on your desk because you stopped and you focused on something else. Like it's crazy. I don't know if you guys are dealing with that. If any of you guys are dealing with just like fucking memory thing, I'm talking to lots of people who are like, yep, that's me. I'm, I'm forgetful. But I think for those of you who maybe aren't having that issue or don't have memory issues or whatever, like my family, there's a lot of history of uh, like Alzheimer's and, you know, degenerative mental conditions and things like that. So I remember just like, at first I was just like, no, no, I'm just going to remember. I got to, I got to remember to do these things. Like I, I, I acted the same way as the people who are the recipients of our forgetfulness act. Like, well, you just got to remember it. Just remember it. Well, making it more important. It's like, look, it's fucking important. You know, I don't know about you guys. I fucking stress before something's even happened. I stress that I'm going to forget to do something or go to something, you know, the amount of meetings I had a meeting last week. Like, I mean, again, I, I made the meeting. I put it in my calendar. Uh, to go do a show out near, uh, out near this, the Canadian tire center there across from where the Sens play. Um, I got that show coming up in the near future. Again, I don't even know if it's my fucking calendar yet. Jason's got a, yeah. See, I got to remember to tell Jason to call her so we can book. Cause I think it's, I think it's supposed to be this Friday, so the ninth. So that actually might be next Wednesday or not March or in December. Yeah. So see here's, but this is my fucking life right now is go shit. What, what day are we supposed to be? doing this Wednesday, the 12th, I have no, no clue when this show is supposed to be. Um, but that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm all over the map trying to explain to you guys what it's like. And now I'm like, Oh, you know, you know, when you, uh, don't have a thing. So what, what day do we have here? December 19th. Okay. I think that's a Wednesday. That's far enough later in the month. Do I have in my, but I, there's nothing on my calendar. 
Nothing on my calendar. So let's put that in here right now. Callie and show and see if we can get that shit done. Because I'm terrified I'm going to forget it. There we go. Callie and show. Oh, I was right in the middle of explaining how hard it is to remember shit. Anyways, I, uh, I used to, I used to be like, well, I'm just going to remember, right? I would think that it's just a matter of how much you want to remember. And it's, it's not, I don't think it's that at all because there's lots of shit I want to remember. I just can't, there's so many things going on in a day that you just forget. So now what I've had to do, right. Rather than that denial thing, I think that's the thing too, is a lot of people like just, they get in denial that like, that it's a problem. And so instead of trying to come up with a solution, they're just like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do better. I'm just going to remember. Fuck. I got to remember to do it. It's like, well, telling yourself you got to remember to do something when you forget all the time. doesn't do much. Right. So my strategy is now when I'm booking something with someone, I'm, I'm on the phone and the computer at the same time I'm pulling before they do anything. I pull up the calendar, I go, cool. What's the address? Like, and we're gonna do it three o'clock. Anything I need to know, like all of it has to go in right while I'm doing it. And the, uh, the issue now is I think a lot of people are, I, I don't know why, but a lot of things are starting to get, um, booked through group chats on Facebook messenger. So rather than like getting a phone call from someone, I'm getting like these, you know, notifications on something. So like someone will be like, Hey, are you free for a show? You know, maybe on this day or this day. And I'll be like, yeah, currently both those days are free. Go ahead. And then they'll, you know, and then I'll get a message at like 8am, you know, or, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning on a day I'm sleeping in something like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll, see it come in it'll wake me up and i'll look at it for half a second which means it was red right it's no longer showing as a new notification it's red and i'm seeing it half asleep and then i go back to sleep right now it's gone i wake up again i wake up 30 minutes later i got 15 new messages and i'm going through all them that other message oh it's so far from my mind but because it's been read and everything you know i don't go back and update it or whatever it is so you know, the, the Facebook messenger ones are tough i like the phone calls call me let's discuss a gig you know or send it in an email you know, because then I can, I can flag it at least, you know, with email, you can flag stuff. I don't know if you can do that with text messages or Facebook messages, you know, it's market is unread or something like that. So your brain has to go back to it anyways, whatever. It's just, these are, these are the tips that I do to try to remember things. I, I flag emails that I know are important that I'm going to need to go back to and do, because I don't know if you guys are like me, you get a thousand different junk mail. Oh, bed, bath, sending me something and Canadian tire and chapters and this and that blah, 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 which just all it does is push important messages out of your fucking line of sight. Right. Anyways. So, uh, all that is to say, very sorry, Mel, for forgetting your birthday, uh, lunch. I, I, I feel awful about it. Um, so yeah, just another reminder to me that like even the stuff that's happening via Facebook, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I get that. And we got our, our friends lunch happening sometime this month. Do I know when? Uh, I believe it's the 22nd. Why is it not in my calendar? Yeah. So it's not in my calendar right now. So I believe, oh, this, 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 that's this week's podcast guys is, uh, Josh finding what dates he's available. So let's see. I think they said the 22nd or do I now have myself booked on a day where I'm supposed to be with my friends? Jesus. All right. So what are people thoughts on the 22nd? We can make the 22nd work. Okay. So it's the 22nd. Do I have anything booked for the 22nd? Oh, I do in the evening. So let's do... All right. So you guys don't need to listen to me fucking do this. I apologize, but that's, that's uh, there's a little behind the curtain scene for that. So I'm just going to put a little note here because again, what happens if I don't, I will forget September 22nd, 
day brunch, night dinner. Cool. All right. Sorry, gang. Um, yeah. Why the fuck don't we move off of this stupid topic with me and my, my stupidity, huh? You know, um, a couple little talking points and I'm moving along. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the gym. I'm, I'm fucking up and I'm messing up a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, like I'll set myself to go for a day at a certain time, meet up with Rory and then shit'll happen. And I gotta, I gotta run out and do something else. Um, yeah, partially excuses, but at the same time, some of it is just people are not available, um, you know, other times and I got to make something work for a meeting because I need something. And, you know, I tell myself, well, I'll, I'll go to the gym afterwards instead. And then, you know, I get stuck in traffic and I go, oh, fuck, I'm tired. I just want to go home, but I'm trying, I'm getting to the gym a couple of times last week. Now it's just a matter of, of doing more and more and more. I saw my buddy Peter this week. He came over and hung out with me for a little bit. Uh, he just came over to pick up some stuff, but, uh, we got chatting, uh, VR and whatnot. And, uh, he'd never played. I was like, Oh, fuck it. Come on up and let's, let's get you know, throw you into the VR helmet. So had some fun with my buddy, Peter, the paramedic, the one I'm trying to get to, uh, do a podcast with me. Cause I, I'm sure you guys would have questions for him just as I would. Um, Sunday night, I got the chance, uh, my mom and I went over to, uh, to crystals and played some board games with her and the kiddos. It was just a nice little visit. It was nice for us all to get together and just have some fun on Sunday night. So that was a cool little way to decompress at the end of the weekend. Um, what else have I got here? I got a couple little things I wanted to tell you guys about a few talking points. So here's something that's very cool. There's a book coming out called good, better. It's actually already out. It's called good, better, best wines. It is from my partners at DK and, um, I will tell you guys more about this book when I review it. So I'm hoping to get it this week and I will have it uh, reviewed for next week's podcast. But, uh, but here's the thing. It's actually a really cool gift giving guide. So without giving it too much of a review right now, cause I've had a chance to sort of peek at it. Um, don't own a copy yet. The copy's on its way. Um, it's a really cool buying guide for anyone who doesn't know anything about wine. It's a really cool buying guide that sort of teaches you how to, to pick out a wine from a store. Um, there's pictures of it right in there. So you'll get like a sort of a good, better, best suggestion for a bunch of different kinds of wines and scenarios and things like that. So if you're looking to buy, you know, uh, four people this season, but you don't know a whole heck of a lot, you might know what they like, but not necessarily what is a good brand or something like that. This is a great, great book. But on top of that, I actually have the pleasure of doing an interview with the author of the book this Friday. So this Friday I'll be recording, uh, an interview with Carolyn Evans Hammond. Um, she's, uh, she's a writer for the Toronto, uh, fuck, come on, Josh. I think it's the Toronto star. Um, but I will, I will have a lot of information. There's gonna be, I'm gonna put something on, on social media. I got a little press thing for it. Um, about the book, but I'm very, very excited. So I want to invite you guys, um, I want to invite you to ask questions of someone who's very, very well versed in wines. So if you want to know something about wines, feel free to, to email me your question, contact at one man podcast.com. Now, again, you guys are going to be hearing this earliest on Wednesday. My interview is at two in the afternoon on Friday. So don't delay. Don't do what I do and go, oh yeah, I got to remember to send that in. If you have any questions about wine, okay, send them to me. She's a very accomplished author and columnist, um, I'm sure she's very excited to do the podcast because she said she's never done a, a, a sort of a comedy interview podcast before. Um, at least this is what I'm, I'm getting from the, the PR back and forth between us. We have not spoken to each other directly yet, but, uh, I've got a, a half an hour interview coming up on Friday. I'm very excited to, uh, to, to read her book. And at the same time, very excited to chat with her about it. Maybe ask some questions just cause I'm, I, again, all the wine that I'm collecting and this time I spend in the LCBO, there's a lot of really cool, um, a lot of really cool things to learn 
but I, I love the idea that this book, uh, wines, uh, good, better, best is it's a good thing, a good way to spend money. Now we're not talking best as in like, you know, like a hundred dollar bottles. It's kind of, I believe, I believe, okay. Room for error on my part, but I believe that all of the wine suggestions are under $20. So it's kind of like, go in here's your, here's your suggestion for your $10 bottle, a $15 bottle, a $20 bottle. And sometimes they're not, sometimes it's not all the way up to the top. It's not always those regulations, but the idea is there's a good wine, a better wine and, and a best under 20. And, you know, the bottles are in there, every different type of wine, things like that. So it makes it really easy to just go in and go, someone asked me to bring them a Merlot. Well, now I have an idea of A, what I can spend and, and what the quality will be. I think it's absolutely outstanding. I can't wait to, to ask other questions about wine too. I, I got to write some questions down. Um, you know, I want to do this pro because she is a pro. We're very lucky to, to have a chance to, to, you know, chat with her and ask some questions. She's excited to do the podcast. I'm excited to have her on. So, um, look forward to that interview on uh, next week's episode. Uh, really, really looking forward to, uh, to chatting about the book. So, um, yeah, that'll be a thing. So keep an eye out for that. I also want to know what you guys are looking forward to this, this holiday season. Um, it's funny to me that I wrote this down cause I'm like, I want to know what your guys' Christmas wish lists are, right? Contact at onemanpodcast.com is the email. I would love to know what you guys are looking forward to this holiday season, or even just if you have some interesting things, like I don't, you know, I I'm a consumer, but I don't get out and see this shit as much as I'd like to. So I'm, I'm wondering what you guys have seen out there you know, that's, that's either interest of you or, or that you think is cool that you're going to get for your kids, or maybe just even what the kids are asking for this holiday season, you know, all the busy stuff. I would love to hear what your wish list is, or just what some of the big, uh, hot holiday items are the tickle me Elmo's and Furbies and whatever the fuck beanie babies are of, of 2018, just to know what's got everyone excited, right? Are you, are you trying to automatize, automatize, automate your home? <laughs> You know, are you excited? Last year, the Google Google Homes were like all over the place. That was a big item for last year. I saw them go on sale again this year for Black Friday. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, of anything else. Like the funny thing too is because I was like, you know what? I I'm like I don't really want anything for Christmas. And I know that sounds silly, but I there's not really anything that I I was like, oh, I really want to get that. And like I don't. I kind of uh, impulsively get myself the things that I want. So, you know, I was gonna say I want to know what you guys want, but at the same time. You know, I think it's not fair for me to go, well, I, tell me and I have nothing to tell you. So, um, I did wake up the other day to an email from Sony and I will say just a sort of a cool little thing that looks like they're doing this year. I'm surprised it took them two years to get on the bandwagon, but, uh, Sony is releasing a, like a, a, a place PS one, like classic that'll have like 20 classic PlayStation games on. And it looks like they've designed it so that it'll actually support uh, a disc in case anyone actually has them. But it looks like this this PlayStation will come with like uh, Final Fantasy VII, one of the best games ever, um, Resident Evil, uh, a bunch of other. You know, that's that's all I can remember off the top of my head because those are the two that I was most interested in. But it's going to have the classic, classic PS One games. Uh, you know, most of the, the big, big ones on it. So, um, that seems super cool to me in terms of something, you know, that I'd like, I, I mean, I'd still like to get into one of those NES classics, uh, super Nintendo classic SNES classic, I should say, but I don't have any room for that stuff. And I don't have any time to play the games I've already played a hundred times. So it's the super cool stuff, but I, uh, it's just not for me, but, but I, I, again, the nostalgia of final fantasy seven coming preloaded on one of these things, absolutely wicked cool. 
So, um, yeah, that's, there's, there's an example of something I, I saw this year that I think is kind of a cool item. So feel free to let me know what you guys got. And finally, uh, my trip to America when I was there, uh, not for California, of course, just that little day trip. I went down to, uh, to, you know, just, uh, just get the dogs pearly whites. Nice. And when the dogs is doing that smiling, you know, uh, they, they look sexy. <laughs> trying to think I'm just all I'm picturing is a dog you know when they when they look in the mirror and they growl at themselves that's what I'm trying to say trying to make that that dog's got a nice goddamn snarl I'll tell you but uh I picked up two things I think I may have mentioned them but if I didn't here we go I uh I saw two different kinds of cinnamon toast crunch that they had in uh in Messina in this place called Ollie's and one of them was apple cinnamon toast crunch and I was like okay apple cinnamon works I think uh I'm trying to think of one of the apple cinnamon flavored. I think apple cinnamon Cheerios is like one of the last things. Oh, delicious. So I'm like, fuck, I love cinnamon toast crunch. Apple cinnamon toast crunch has got to be fantastic. It's not. Um, tried that uh, this week. Um, also, I bought one, I think called cinnamon toast crunch shreds or cinnamon toast shreds. And it's basically like little shredded wheat things like little, they like, they kind of look like those little bran corn bran. I don't know if you guys remember that it was like little pillows, like little brown pillows. Like it's like the corn bran sized shredded wheat rolls, cinnamon toast crunch. So it's basically like shredded wheat. That's cinnamon toast crunch flavored. Um, again, not horrible, but not great, whatever. So I, uh, thumbs down on that. I'm like, Hey, every time we, we go to the States, we, Oh, and when I went to crystals, uh, I had bought back, uh, Twizzlers, chocolate flavored Twizzlers made with real Hershey's chocolate. And I'm like, okay, that'll be interesting. We don't have chocolate Twizzlers here. Um, I, mom doesn't like that stuff to begin with. Um, but Crystal and I used to, to, to eat Twizzlers all the time. Like we go to the movies, we get like Twizzlers or nibs or something like that. So it was like kind of our thing. And I thought, Hey, here's uh here's something that I found in the States. And next time we get together to hang out, I'm like, we can try these. Uh, she tried one, I tried one and the kids each tried one. And that was all that got consumed because they were weird. They weren't disgusting. I, I, I don't think disgusting is fair, but it tastes like a chocolate licorice like not licorice flavored, but like chocolate licorice textured things. So you're just like, it's just weird. Normally chocolate like melts. You don't chew chocolate like rubber. So it's just a weird kind of like texture thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was like, I was like, does anybody want these? And we're all, everyone's like, that's disgusting. So we threw the whole fucking bag out. That's hilarious to me, but it was, it was gross. So um, having said that every time we, we see something in the States, it's like, oh, why don't we get that? Probably because there's good people working hard at the border going, it's fucking disgusting. You don't need it here. And it seems like the, the, the people South of the border are willing to accept far, far more inferior products, uh, as the norm. So <laughs> don't, don't feel bad whenever you see stuff like that and you go, oh, I wish we had that here. Cause for the most part, it ain't good. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that was, uh, I think, I think that's pretty much everything I have to, uh, to report from the, from the week. And I actually found an interesting article from my friends at portablepress.com, uncle John's bathroom readers. It made me think of my experience with the cereal, cereal world. Is that what you can call it? The world of cereals. And, uh, I found an article. This is from uncle John's bathroom reader. It's the weird, weird world who, what, where, when, and wow edition. Um, and I found a, uh, uh, an article. It's a one pager here. Uh, now the who, what world, uh, who, what, whatever the weird, weird world book that I have, it's actually uh, a bunch of their articles from, from other books, um, but done with pictures. So it's a really cool hardcover, 
um, like picture edition. It looks more like a DK book than it does an Uncle John's bathroom reader, but it's it's done absolutely beautifully. It's it's really really nice edition. Um, but this one here is called Snap, Crackle, and Flop. Okay, so Wheaties and Rice Krispies have taken up permanent residency in America's breakfast bowls. These forgotten cereals, not so much. So Fruit Brute. So the first one is Fruit Brute. General Mills debuted a line of five monster cereals in 1970s. Frankenberry, Yummy Mummy, Count Chocula, Boo Berry, and Fruit Brute. The biggest flop of the bunch, Fruit Brute. But it has a cool factor. Filmmaker Quentin Tarantino collects old cereals, and his personal box of Fruit Brute has appeared in his movies Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Um, I don't know what scene, but that would be interesting to find out. Graham Crackos. Kellogg's released this Graham Crackered flavored cereal in the late 1970s, a few years before the crack cocaine epidemic that hit American cities. <laughs> in light of this, old, sorry, in light of this, old commercials for Crackos became unsettling. In one, a character named George arrives at a suburban house to deliver a box of Crackos to a family. In the background, a cherry, what? A cheery balladeer sings something new is coming to town. George, the milkman is bringing it around after the mother takes a bite. She asks George if the cereal will help slow her kids down. He says long enough for them to eat. He replies, or so he says, I don't know why I said, he says it's not written here long enough for them to eat. He replies, um, Mr. T cereal. I wonder if we could Google that Graham Krakow's commercial, uh, Mr. T cereal. Based on the fool-pitying strongman animated self in Mr. T, his early 1980s cartoon show, um, it was made up... What? Okay, Mr. T cereal. Based on the fool-pitying strongman's animated self uh, in Mr. T, his early 1990s cartoon... Sorry, 1980s cartoon show, it was made up of crispy corn chunks shaped like the letter T. Essentially, Mr. T cereal was a clone of alphabets, but with just one letter. <laughs> um, ice cream cones. Available in two flavors, chocolate chip or vanilla, this cereal consisted of crunchy puffs of sugary cones. The brand, which featured a smiling cartoon character named Ice Cream Jones, who delivered the kids' cereal um, to them on a bicycle, disappeared within a year of its 1987 debut, possibly because parents didn't fall for the claim that ice cream-flavored cereal contained four wholesome grains and eight essential vitamins. And finally, Prince of Thieves. Ooh, this one sounds interesting. Prince of Thieves, the cash in on the 1991 film Robin Hood Prince of Thieves had a couple of problems. One, manufacturer Ralston Purina couldn't get the rights to Thieves star Kevin Costner's likeness, so they had to put a generic Robin Hood image on the box. And two, the cereal was supposed to look like little arrows, but came out resembling a certain part of the male anatomy. Oh boy. And that, my friends, was Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Weird, weird world. Who, what, when, where, and wow. From my partners at PortablePress.com. Guys, they got all sorts of great fucking books out there. So why don't you get off your fucking... No. <laughs> Go out there and take a look, man. In fact, with Uncle John's group, I think they actually recommend that you sit down on your ass and push a little. Just push a little bit. But while you're pushing, read something. Something's coming out of you. Knowledge should go back in, I believe is the motto that I just made up for them. So that's one option. Guys, who else are my partners? Well, Absolute Comedy, of course. And uh, if you haven't got anything planned, if you happen to be in one of the cities that Absolute Comedy takes up residency, Ottawa, Kingston, Toronto, um, why don't you uh, you know check out their website, absolutecomedy.ca, maybe make some plans for New Year's, right? If you're looking for something fun to do on New Year's Eve, why don't you guys 
go down to the comedy club, have dinner, right? Have some, uh, you know, drinks with your sweetie pie, have some laughs. Uh, sweetie pie could be male or female. All right. Uh, it's very gender neutral. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, have a good night, have a good night of laughs and then ring in the new year with, with, uh, with comedy, right? Clink, clink, happy new year. Drink some champagne. Yours truly will be part of the festivities back in Kingston. Of course, uh, I will be hosting that week, but I will be, uh, I believe co-headlining, uh, that, uh, that evening at the, uh, absolute comedy in Kingston, really looking forward to a great time and ringing in the new year with those fine folks. So, um, yeah, check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, snappity-pap. I, um... I got my partners at Summersby, of course. Many, many thank yous for the new refrigeration unit and for the many flavors of Summersby. And of course, their other line, Cronenberg, which is absolutely outstanding as well. I'm thoroughly uh, enjoying the Cronenberg Blanc. Uh, it's been up for some time now. Very, very popular. Well, the Cronenberg Blanc Fruit Rouge flavor is uh, out and uh, popular. Is always selling out like all products that they release. They sell out very quickly in the beginning. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just cool to see, um, it's cool to see them keep coming out with new things that are very, very popular. You know me guys, I, uh, I only want the best for you and, uh, and I would never back something that, uh, that, that I didn't think was absolutely outstanding. So, you know, always, uh, if you get a chance, check out the, check out Summersby, check out Cronenberg. The next time you walk into a place that sells tasty beverages available all over North America. So all my listeners can enjoy. And of course, uh, across the pond there. As they say, it's uh, it's from Denmark, right? There's no North American. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if I've mentioned before. There is no North American uh, brew area, you know, for uh, for that. Everything is imported. All right, comes across comes across the uh, the pond. So yeah, all right, whatever. Summersby guys, check it out, drink it, love it, live it. Uh, <laughs> again, it's not a slogan of theirs. I just make shit up. And uh, and who would I be forgetting in such an instance? Huh? There's always one. There's always one. Am I forgetting them? You bet your ass I'm not. Big delivery for my people at DK, Dorland Kindersley, my pals, DK, uh, sent me a bunch of books today and, uh, and I got so many, I'm not going to be able to, to get them all done, you know, before the holidays. So I thought that, um, I got two of them today that I feel are small enough. They're not small, but they're simple enough that I could probably bang out too and not, and not bore the shit out of you guys. So first book that I have very, very cool. It's called let's get physical F I Z Z I C A L. Cause it's all about fizzies more than 50 bubbly cocktail recipes with Prosecco champagne and other sparkling wines. This book is cool as hell. Um, I will be posting something on Instagram at some point. So if you're not following us on Instagram, uh, do it. Cause I want you guys to take a look. I got a, just a picture of one of the pages, how they set it up. So it's very, very cool. 
They, they, beginning of the book, they give you a breakdown of the different kinds of sparkling wine. So just as a small example, I'll let you guys know that champagne is kind of like the Kleenex of, <laughs> of sparkling wines. And in, in that, what I mean is people say champagne when they mean sparkling wine, like they say Kleenex when they mean tissue. Do you know what I'm saying? But Kleenex is merely a brand. It comes from one company. Well, champagne comes from one region of France. Okay. So champagne is, a, is, is merely a type of sparkling wine, if not the most popular, it has taken over. It has become synonymous with the actual product and not just one type. So this will tell you about champagne. It'll tell you about Prosecco. It'll tell you about Cava, a bunch of different ones, uh, you know, different California sparklings, English sparklings, just, just to name a few. So there's that in the first part of the book, but then it just gets right into the fun shit, you know, how to, you know, different types of like, I mean, it's going to tell you the different kinds of glasses and stuff like that, but this book is all about making fizzy cocktails. Super, super cool. So what's one of the most common physic, uh, uh, fizzy cocktails that you guys can think of, huh? One of the most common taking the world by storm with its popularity. Well, the mimosa, of course, that's not me reading, by the way, I'm just trying to hype it up. I like doing this in the afternoon though. Again, I've got a wicked fucking headache. Oh, I, I totally forgot to tell you guys a story. I'll tell it, I'll tell it afterwards. If I remember, right. I didn't write it down. May never remember. Um, yeah, the mimosa, a classic brunch favorite. This drink is delightfully simple. The mimosa is comprised of equal parts champagne and orange juice. It is slightly softer on the alcohol than it is than its relative, the Bucks Fizz, making a perfect sorry making it perfect for long summer days. It is said to have been invented by Frank Meyer in 1925 at the Hotel Ritz Paris. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is, but you know what it seems like to me? Here's my thing with fucking mimosas, all right? So here's here's what it says. The classic recipe, champagne is the traditional fizz, but other sparkling wines will work also well. Make sure both ingredients are chilled. Fill a champagne flute halfway with champagne. Fill the second half of the glass with orange juice, leaving a two-finger width gap at the top. Mmm, very important to be two-finger width. But it's just cool. Like, that's every page. And it actually, every page will show you the uh, the ingredients in the glass. There'll be a picture of it next to it. Nice, it's just a super cool, like, hey, want to make some nice sparkling wine or champagne beverages? This is a fucking wicked book. Here's my theory on mimosas. A lot of time you open a bottle of champagne. We were speaking of new year's recently. You open a bottle of champagne and you've got, uh, you know, you pour everyone a glass, everyone has a few sips or whatever, but you know, sometimes you find the glasses laying around cause no one liked it. Sometimes it's, you know, more bitter than it is sweet to taste, right? Just like wines. Sometimes they're just not sweet. They're drier. Maybe dry is the word. Um, but, uh, you don't necessarily go through a whole ball. You pour everybody some, but then it's like, oh fuck, what's going on? Um, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you open a bottle and a lot of people have a bottle that ends up going flat. And the whole reason being is that, um, you didn't, uh, you, you opened it. It's carbonated. It's sorry. I'm just getting distracted here. I apologize. Got uh, messages coming in. You open a bottle bubbly, you pour it you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get used. So what happens? You know, everyone just has a few sips and then they go back to drinking whatever it was that they were drinking, right? They go back to the beer, they go back to their wine or, or, or coolers, whatever they're drinking. The bubbly was there. It was nice. But then what happens? You got this bottle now that's going to go flat. It's been opened. So it's not going to stay for long, right? It's going to go flat. So what do you do with it? Well, the next day you wake up after new year's or something like that, a big party. Hey, you guys want to start drinking bubbly? Fuck no. But you mix it half and half with orange juice. Now we got ourselves a nice little hair of the dog that tastes kind of like a breakfast pop. You know what I mean? So if this guy created that at the Ritz, I don't think he was trying to do it. Well, fuck, I don't know. I don't think he was trying to do it to, uh, 
you know, make a fancy to ruin champagne by dumping orange juice in it. I think he was trying to, you know, he had a bunch of fucking uh, bottles of champagne that were going, that were going to get you wasted. And uh, he found a way to sell them to people the next day. That would be my guess. But um, this book, let's get physical. That's all it is. Nice and easy guys. Let's get physical. More than 50 bubbly cocktail recipes with Prosecco champagne and other sparkling wines. Wicked ass book that I think uh, you should check out. And then the other book we have is, uh, we got Fallout 76, The Vault Dweller's Survival Guide. Oh yeah, collector's edition, of course. Very restricted from Bethesda Games. And this one is the uh, the, the Brady Games, I think. Uh, no, not Brady Games, Prima Games Guide. Uh, could be wrong. Now this one here, oh, if you're not a gamer, then you're not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But for those of you who are gamers, Fallout 76 is the newest Fallout game from Bethesda. And uh, if you know anything about the Fallout games, you know that they are vast. Oh, baby, are they ever vast. This this collector's edition guide came with a super huge map of the uh, of the world. Um, you know, not the entire world, of course, just the world of Fallout. I'm trying to think of where they were. This was, I haven't played this game yet, so I'm trying. Here's here's how I'm trying to review this book. I'm, I'm reviewing it. I've got game guide like the... I've got games, game guides like this before. Um, and I can tell you looking at this, like this will spoil the shit out of it for me, right? If I start, if I read this whole thing, um, first off, those of you who would be the, the target demographic for this book, no, you don't just sit down and read this thing. It's a fucking guide. As you're playing the game, you can go through it. But I, I did flip through the sections and they have every floor of every spot, every dungeon, every area marked, tagged with the locations of special items. Um, holy shit, is this thing vast. It is so cool. They've got all the, the, not just that, of course, but they've got the missions marked on here with what you can find on every single mission. Um, there is a whole section for the challenges and event quests and events and, and all sorts of things like that. Um, every, everything that they got going on, cold cases. Um, it is super, super, super vast. This thing's like two inches thick. Um, that's not true. It's, I'd say about an inch and a half thick again, not that it really matters, but I mean, it's if someone's, you know, the difference between someone saying something's 300 pages and 600 pages. Um, there's a, there's a whole section. Like I said, there's the quests, there's the side questions. There's now there's, there's also, what am I looking at here? The inventory pages are crazy. There's whole inventory grids that will tell you if something's garbage or not. Like it'll tell you about food. It'll tell you about weapons. It'll tell you about junk. It tells you all sorts of different things that you need to make things. So if something, if something can be constructed, it'll tell you what pieces that you need for it, right? All the different kinds of base components. It tells you what the drinks do, what the food does, all the percentages of it, like how much, um, I, I, guys, I can't even fucking tell you the, the unique apparel that they have in this is so cool too. Like it'll tell you the, the individual things you can find it shows you everything, but power armor, clothing. Oh my God. There's a whole, the whole section on the, the weapons in the inventory showing you every last weapon that you can find and then how you can, you know, mix them with other things to make crazy new weapons. It's, it's, fucking awesome and, and then of course it got the whole section on like workshops and and the camps and everything like that so like if you know anything about fallout i don't have to go into it because like i said if you don't know anything about fallout at all you got way more to learn before you start buying the guides the section that they have on the special now i will be a little nerdy with you guys because i am a fallout player i've played it since the very first game way back on pc in high school 
is Fallout has a very unique character um, development system. So it's a game where you create your character and depending on what stats you put into what areas, your character gets different abilities and things like that. Well, there's a system that Fallout has has invented right from the get-go and it's called the Special System. And Special is an acronym uh, that stands for Strength, Perception, Endurance, Charisma, Intelligence, Agility, and Luck. Um, and so depending on what you put your character points in, you know, your strength or your luck or your agility or charisma, it affects on how you play the game. If your character has a high level of charisma, then, you know, sometimes he can talk his way out of, out of, uh, you know, aggressive events instead of having to, to whip out his gun and, and, you know, commit genocide in a town. <laughs> but this whole, like, I gotta tell you, there's, there's like a, a centimeter sized section on just the special stats in this game. Cause if you know the special, every time you add a skill, it'll ask you if you want little tag skills or trait skills with it too. So, you know, it'll tell you like, you know, um, under endurance here, there's one of the tag skills that you can get. It's called cannibal. And it says description, eating human, ghoul, super mutant, scorched or mole miner corpses restores some more, even more health and hunger. So advice who needs stim packs if you answer if your answer is not me i've acquired the taste for human flesh uh, or mutated flesh uh then welcome to your perfect perk you deviant uh so yeah there's a big i won't i won't read you the whole fucking thing on it but it's it's very cool because you could basically in advance see kind of what direction you want to work with instead of having to, to play the game and go through there it tells you all the different magazines the bobbleheads of course are a very cool uh twist on the game for collectibles that everyone knows but uh, the, the fucking guide is amazing. You know, again, if you're a gamer and you've ever looked at one of these guides, it's great. And you know what people say? Oh, well, there's the internet. Well, you know what? Sometimes the fucking internet goes down. Okay. And sometimes you're laying in bed and you want something to fall asleep to and read. And it doesn't hurt to just sit and read something, you know, have everything laid out in front of you. Uh, there, uh, yeah, you can get the, I mean, I'm not, not, I'm not gonna lie this particular piece of information in some form you can get online, but this is done masterfully. If you are a fan of the Fallout series, this is a great guide that you can just sort of flip through. You can learn about different stuff. You can, you get all the, like the thing is they've got it for you in grid form and whatnot, as opposed to like, you know, having to constantly read each one, you could actually sit and, and some of it's organized a little bit better than some of the stuff on the internet, you know, but whatever it is, I will say without hesitation that the Fallout Vault Dwellers, uh, Fallout 70 six vault dwellers survival guide is another beautiful masterpiece from this company that i love so much guys dk.com slash ca in canada dk.com in the u.s should go without saying or just google uh, dk books and you should find it thank you to my sponsors as always um now of course i got a little segment that i have thoroughly enjoyed i'm gonna try to do this real quick boom um little uh, little segment that i've thoroughly enjoyed over the uh last couple of weeks and um I'm, uh, I'm going to continue that on. I'm going to call it touch and go. I realized that I was doing all of my stuff before the sponsors. So usually once you get to the sponsor portion of the show, it's just like sponsors and then, Hey, here's what I got coming up this week. Not a whole lot going on afterwards, especially when there's no emails. Well, now we're going to put the touch and go after the, the sponsors, the partners, and we can see what's going on there. So I have decided that I am going to call my, uh, my good friend, Mel, whose birthday I missed so that I can apologize and wish her a proper happy birthday. Um, she's not expecting this call, so I may just get in shit. I'm going to have to uh, see if she's cool with me giving her a ring. So let's see how this goes. There we go. Sometimes you got to wait a real long time for this thing to connect. Oh, 
I don't know if I said her full name. I hope I didn't. <laughs> boo -ba -doo -boo 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 -boo. Might have to hang up quick if she says her full name on here. I'm trying to give people their privacy. I usually like to leave a message, but I'm not going to go back and blank it out. Come on, Mal. Hey. Yep. Doesn't look. Well, the first first call was unsuccessful. So there we go, guys. Can't can't all be winners, you know. Maybe I'll just apologize to her in person sometime, and you know, it'll have to it'll have to be good with that. Um, it's also like four o'clock right now, so it's a weird time of day for people, you know, coming home from work and stuff. So uh, you know, that's but that's how touch and go works. Um, I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna try my buddy Peter and see if we can get uh, get old Petey to to say some words with us. I think he's working a lot, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Let's see if Peter is available for a little ring a ding ding. That seemed to go immediately to fucking voicemail. Hello. Let's try. Oh, call failed. Ah, oh, the reality of fucking telephone calling. Maybe he's at work in the middle of nowhere. Got like one ring and then went dead. So let's see what we get this time. Let's see where Petey is. I write down three names. What up, buddy? Yo. Did I get you? Welcome to the one man podcast, Pete. I, uh, you were my touch and go this week. Oh man. All right. <laughs> you're uh, I'm just calling you to see, <laughs> I would say huge sigh that you're on the podcast. It's just a couple minutes to see how you're doing, pal. How's your day treating you? Um, okay. Yeah. Were you sleeping? Yep. Oh, well, I'm happy to ruin your, your slumber. <laughs> you working tonight? I got to get up soon anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I'm always telling people I'm calling my buddy, Peter, the paramedic, you know, we're trying to get him on the, the podcast. Is there uh, you know, you're going to go out there and save lives or maybe not. You guys, you're not like firefighters, right? You don't just sit in the house and make chili the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we actually have to work most of the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to just pull an interview out of my ass right now. All right. We don't have time for it. This is just a little touch and go to see how you're doing, but you're going you're going to work tonight. Are you off the next uh, few days? Yeah, I'll be off after tonight for a few days. After tonight? Okay, because we were talking about going to the gym or whatever. So yeah, but we're going to hit that up. Well, I, I hope the, the, the shift goes well. When can we expect to have you as a guest on the One Man Podcast? We'll talk soon. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I Guys, Peter is going to be the, one of the best fucking interviews I've ever, I've ever had just because of the, the fascinating things he's told me and the stupid things that I say when he tells me. Yeah, that's perfect. Just set that bar real high. It's it is it's not set high, man. The stuff that you told me is fascinating as hell. I, and I don't even want to I don't even want to give them small examples because then I'll feel like it ruins it. I I really find what you do fascinating. Um yeah, and I've I've told tons of people just in regular conversations some of the shit that you told me and they're like, "Really?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, you'd never know." Basically, let's do a short a short uh, abbreviated thing just in the sense that when you see paramedics on TV, that's would you say it's very vastly not like that at all? You mean like on a drama? Yeah. Like in the turn, like, like I said, like, I mean, the small example of like, um, nah, cause I, yeah, again, I, I feel like it can wait for the, the podcast, but I just know, I just know that you've told me things that like on TV, 
You know, they make it look like if somebody's having a heart attack or something, they just whip out the paddles, boop, zap. Okay, everything's good. And whereas you're like, yeah, if there's like, if there's like a flatliner, you know, they're probably gone. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff you see on TV is kind of unrealistic, but you know. Well, I saw on TV the the, the pizza delivery guys and the the guys who fix cable get laid all the time. They're mad lady killers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool. Okay. Well, I don't want to, I don't know. If I let you go now, will you get a chance to go back to sleep? Probably not. Okay. Well then. You ruined my day. I'm fine with that. Thanks. I'm fine with that. I think I, I honestly, I think I probably ruined someone else's day more that needs you to be asleep and alert or sorry, yeah. well rested and alert, not asleep, <laughs> passing out at work. Uh, have you ever done that? I got to say this for the podcast when we do the interview. I was just gonna be like, have you ever been like, I'm not feeling this right now. You just stop doing CPR. <laughs> Never. No, of course not. I know you're not allowed to do that. You've told me all the, the interesting stuff about it. Again, this is stuff that people would love to hear. And uh, are you playing Red Dead? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Still crushing that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay. Well, you're uh, quite the chatty Kathy. <laughs> so. I think I'll let you, I, and I know I just woke you up from sleep, but, uh, okay. Well, the next couple of days, cause I know the, I've been telling these, uh, these motherfuckers here, these listeners that, uh, onesies that, uh, you know, I'm hitting the gym and I'm going with friends. So you and me, Jim, next couple of days. All right. Cool, pal. Yeah. I'll talk to you. All right, pal. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Ciao. Cheers. Ah, they can't all be good ones, guys. They can't all be good ones. I don't know if any of them were, I think we listened to Leonard Chan figure out how the Metro works. So far, we've listened to Peter wake up and not want to talk to me because he's a good pal and he's chatty, but I swear to God, I guess anyone, that motherfucking doorbell. Jesus Christ. One second. Okay. That was my buddy. Uh, well, it was another delivery. Yes. But it was my buddy, uh, Jason Harper, Jason Harper comic, but also a day job mailman. So, uh, that was funny. He's just, uh, he's like, that's yeah, for Jay, but I just thought I'd say what's up. I'm like, all right, cool. I have never had to pause this podcast so many times. I'm also like running up and down stairs too. So, you know, it's my workout for the day. It's really not. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. So who cares? <laughs> that's, uh, that's where we're at guys. Uh, yeah. Like I said, all these phone calls can't be great, but, uh, you know, in time, maybe, uh, listeners and things like that will, uh, will start to be like, you know what? We might get a call from that fucking guy. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes. So whatever, that's the touch and go this week, a very tired, sleepy paramedic with no social skills. No, I'm, I'm joking. Pete. Um, yeah. So what do we got? Uh, what do we got talking about now? This, uh, coming up this week. Oh boy. Tonight, I'm going to try to get to my ass to the gym. Cause I haven't gone yet today. Uh, I gotta tell you though, I'm wiped. So yeah, the story I was gonna tell you guys, I went out to the casino with Jason last night. Um, he has a bunch of like, I guess like he blows so much money at that casino, like wins, but also blows a lot too. <sighs> and uh, I guess every time you gamble, they, they get those, those little, you know, those, uh, those, those cards that keep the old people alive, right? They get like the, they get them, they get them pinned to their heart and they stick them in the machine. They look like every one of these old people is like, they look like they're fucking dogs tied up inside of a coffee shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just sitting there staring, staring at the glass, right? Waiting for a family member to come take them away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's so sad i was sitting there just sad like looking at all these like little old ladies sort of wandering around they, they have the sad looks on their face too you know and i'm like i'm writing i'm writing tragic tales in my head for these poor little old ladies 
you know, but they're not like, they're having a good time, but just some of them look sad. And I'm like, fuck, I can't imagine just coming here every day. You know, where's my family? You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of them don't have families or whatever. Just sad, just sad. You know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want that. You know, you hit the big jackpot. It's like, what are you going to do with yourself now? You know? Let's just say you make you make all that money. What are you going to do? You can't buy friends and stuff. You get a bunch of sycophants there to stay. Yeah, see, there's some saying like my brain just goes dark. There's like these dark, blue, tragic fucking storylines in my own head. Um, but anyways, I went there with Jay. And as he's getting older, he's uh, definitely fitting in with his flock. <laughs> but uh, he has, uh, I guess, those cards that you stick in the machine when you're gambling. They give you like comp dollars. So like comps for like drinks and food in the restaurants and stuff. And then they give you like cash dollars too sometimes. So like, you know, every once in a while you go in and they're like, oh, you, you just won a hundred bucks to spend on the machine. So you can't take that money out. You can't be like, ooh, hundred bucks and take it. It's like a hundred bucks to gamble with. And then once you've gambled a hundred, then the rest you get to keep yourself. But, uh, you know, whether you win or lose or whatever it is, but, but anyway, so Jay had a bunch of these comp dollars that apparently are expiring soon. So he's like, Hey, you want to come with me to the casino and you know, I'll buy your dinner. We'll, uh, you can watch me play some slots. And I was like, all right. I'm sold on that free dinner. Why not? And, uh, he's even like, you know what? I'll even use my comp dollars to get drinks. You just pay the tip. And I was like, all right, I can handle that. So I had a few drinks last night, but, uh, yeah, we were there for probably like four, three or four hours. I think we had a nice, uh, like I, I'm trying to think what time we left. I think we left at like six and then we left at like 1030. So yeah, we were probably there for about four hours. Cause a uh, great comic friend of mine, he's the interview in the one man podcast, Matt Davis, uh, flew in. So we were right near the airport. We just picked him up from the airport. And instead of coming home, we went to, uh, another bar and played like a, a golf game. Uh, I gotta say at the casino, I wasn't bored, like totally bored. I was at times bored, but it was just, it was just tiresome. I think, uh, I think I got up. Oh, there's Jason singing in the background. <laughs> yeah, oh, cause he just came home on all of his Amazon shits here. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So it was, it was interesting. It was, I mean, just sitting there watching it after a while. You're like, Oh God, my brain. But, uh, we had a little, little more fun at the, uh, at the thing. We we're playing a golf game. Jay was, uh, Jay's like, you know, I, I didn't give a fuck. It's one of those like golden tea games, you know, at the borrow, you see these guys slamming their fists down on this fucking ball, flat hands, trying to score the perfect shot. And I just, I've never cared about them, but so we were playing it and Jay's like, well, you're not even trying. Oh, I don't, I don't give, he goes, I don't think you give a fuck. I go, I definitely don't give a fuck. He's like, well, I'll give you 20 strokes on me and I'll pay you 50 bucks if you come in under 20 strokes. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely close within 20. So I think I did it with like 18 or 17, but I'm like, Hey, that's still 50 bucks. So being out late and unable to Uber, we didn't get home till two o'clock in the morning. And I, uh, I passed out without my sleep apnea machine. And, uh, you know, I definitely spent the night, uh, snoring away and not breathing. So I got a, I got a bit of a headache today. I'm tired because I still, my body still woke me up at like Uber hours, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm too tired and too just dehydrated, I think to, to fucking go out and risk my life on the road. So made a little bit of money off the old guy last night. And, uh, so today I could just, you know, sleep and I went and got right to the podcast stuff, but we got, uh, we got Matt Davis, uh, staying with us here. So Matt this morning was his usual funny self, which is to say he's fucking weird, <laughs> weird, like it's good, weird. He's just funny. He's just funny. So you'll be doing something and Matt will just come in and be fucking weird and make you laugh. Super funny, dude. Um, Anyways, yeah, so that was my week. That's why I'm so tired right now. I've been, I, I, I think I got like three, uh, realistically, like I think I got like three and a half hours sleep. So 
I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready to go right back to bed, but I got some stuff to get done. Um, this week, uh, I'm going to try to hang out with my buddy, Chris. It'd be nice to see him during the, during the day. One of these days, um, I've got a spot at absolute comedy tomorrow evening. So I'm going to check that out try to make with the ha-has and see if we can get some new material squeezed out of me. Um, as I mentioned, Friday guys is my interview with, uh, Carolyn Evans Hammond, uh, from good, better, best wines. Um, can't wait to get the book so I can actually know a little bit more about it, but I really encourage you guys, if you have any wine questions that you want to ask at all contact at one man podcast, please ask them. You will have a wine expert who can answer them. So if you've always wanted to know something about wine, if you're interested, if you want to get into wines, but don't really know where to start or what would you suggest anything like that? Um, please, uh, email contact one man podcast.com and we will ask her the question on, uh, on Friday, Friday between, uh, two and two 30 will be when I make that call. So if you're hearing that, don't call me at that fucking time. I have a very important interview going on. Um, Saturday, I got an LCBO thing going on Sunday. I got a, for love of hockey thing. Um, you know, Monday I'm doing another spot at absolute comedy, of course, Uber in the morning. And, and this, this is always just a, just a, a little skeleton of what I'll be doing because, uh, my shit always fills up. So, um, time for the emails guys. I got one email this week from, uh, my good friend, Chris, uh, Chris, right. So again, if you guys want to write, send in an email at all, what's that address? I've said it a thousand times contact at one man podcast.com send in your email, whatever it may be. And I will read it on the podcast. Chris says, Hey Josh, how was your black Friday? That's super. Mine was fantastic. Let me tell you about it. Back in July, the contracts for my phones ran out, so I was up for an upgrade, but no one was offering the phones I wanted at a decent promotional price, in parentheses, free. I'll get back to this. Oh, like Tarantino. A little little taste of what's to come. While I was waiting to move into my new house, Rebecca and I were discussing getting a Dyson stick vacuum. We own one of the ball uprights. We are very pleased with it, but we didn't want to have to lug it from the carpeted basement to the carpeted second floor. So we thought a second vacuum would be a responsible purchase. That is until we realized they were going for 600 plus dollars. Fuck that. I'm not spending that much on a vacuum again. Fast forward to November. I noticed that Bed Bath & Beyond had the Dyson V7 on sale for $349. That's $200 off. Plus I had a $50 Bed Bath & Beyond gift card. $300 for a Dyson V7 isn't a bad deal. So I went online and arranged to have me, arranged to have me pick it up uh, in the store the following day. I checked my email to confirm that the or the online order was placed when all of a sudden Best Buy emailed me their Black Friday flyer and what do I see amongst the digital pages? A Dyson V8 on sale for 3.99. Also $200 off. $50 more for an extra V? Heck yeah. <laughs> The V7 and the V8. I, I love that. 50 bucks more for an extra V? Heck yeah. <laughs> now, for those who don't know, although I don't know why you wouldn't, Dyson stick vacuums started with the V6, then came the V7, V8, and then V10, because fuck nine, right, Apple? Uh, and this is all Chris. I, I want to add my own little things when you guys send me emails, but I, I, I wouldn't want you to not know what was me and what is Chris. Chris wrote a fucking hilarious email. So I'm not adding anything. This is going to be all him. Uh, Dyson stick vacuum started the V6, then came the V7, V8, and then the V10 because fuck nine, right? Apple with the V10 being reserved for millionaires. I had reached the top of the vacuum food chain. Uh, sifting further through the flyer, I saw that Virgin, my cell phone company of choice and Best Buy were offering an iPhone seven at the low cost of $0 when you signed up for a two year gold plan, my plan tier of choice. Uh, plus for each activation, you'd get a $200 Best Buy gift card. Since I was activating two phones, I would get $400. That means I would only need to pay the tax on the Dyson V8, my vacuum of choice. Actually, it's funny enough. I don't think that you pay the tax. This is me now, of course. Um, 
I don't think you pay the taxes on something if you've got the gift card money. I could be wrong, but uh, but yeah, sometimes it's like if you get get it off the base. No, that's a, that's an in-store discount on something. Yeah, you don't pay tax, you get an in-store discount. You get the cash, whatever, whatever. You're right, you pay the tax. I was ecstatic. Being ecstatic that you get to spend $400 of free Best Buy money on a vacuum is called being an adult. Uh, so I arrive at Best Buy at the crack of opening on Thursday, which is when their Black Friday began, found myself a friendly mobile employee and began the process. Once my phones were all set up, he went over to the till to load up my gift cards. After several minutes of head scratching and confusion from him, he comes back to me and says, it's your lucky day. One of the two cards loaded at $300 for a grand total of 500 that's more than enough to cover the vacuum and the tax. So to recap, on Black Friday, I got two iPhone 7s and a Dyson V8, which retailed for $5.99 for free, uh, with money left over to buy Rebecca a fancy phone case. Not too shabby. Uh, I have also been wanting uh, a small thermostat like the ones made by Nest or Ecobee. They sell these for around $220 to $300-ish. During the week that led up to Black Friday, they were discounted down to as low as $189. I had a $50 Home Depot card, which would drop the price to $139. Plus, if you activated it before the end of the new year, Enbridge Gas would give you a $100 rebate. So I bought an Ecobee Lite, sorry, Ecobee 3 Lite for $39. I won this Black Friday. <laughs> Yours fantastically, Chris. Chris, that was a great fucking email. I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed it. Uh, as much as I did, because I think it's fucking hilarious. And uh, yours fantastically. Was, I, I don't know why that's my favorite part of the whole meal. There's so many. I love the, the V10 being reserved for millionaires. Yeah. I see the Dyson prices and I'm like, I don't, I, I'm just, ha I can, I can spend that $600 to, to not give a fuck that my floors have dirt on them. Not to say that I'm dirty, but we have central vac, but these Dyson's man, it's, it's so fucking expensive. They, I've paid a lot of money for different vacuums over my life and I've never found any of them to be like, oh, this, but this one works. And now you've got two of them. Speaking of millionaires, you got an upstairs and a downstairs Dyson. Hmm. Oh, we're fancy schmancy folks. So uh, I appreciate that guys. Any one of you wants to send me an email, where can you send it to contact at one man podcast.com. Thank you to my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summers being of course, dk.com slash CA, my partners there. Uh, guys, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. All right. So if you want to know what's going on with the one man podcast, check it out online. You can find us there. I post content on, uh, on those platforms as well. That might get you a little excited for things that we're talking about and uh, subscribe on iTunes, Google play. We're now on Spotify as well. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this on Facebook or Twitter and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. How, but I don't want to, what if I miss it on Facebook or what if I don't see it? Yeah. Well, you can subscribe to it. It's absolutely free. If you don't know how, uh, feel free to just send me a message on Facebook or Twitter and say, Hey, how do I, how do I do that subscribe thing that you were telling me about? And I will talk you through the process because I just want you to be here with me. So anybody's listening, um, definitely want to say a shout out to all my international listeners as well. I've noticed there's so many countries all over the world, tons of my listeners in uh, the United States. So anybody who's listening again, I would love, feel free to send me an email and just say, Hey, like I've, I've had people send me emails from time to time to just say, Hey, just wanted to share something with you. Please don't read it on the air. Um, you know, are on the podcast, I should say. So, so just know that if you guys want to reach out and just say, hello, tell me what you think of the podcast, but you don't necessarily want it read. That's totally cool. Just throw it in there. Just say, please do not read. 
um, on the podcast and I'd be happy. It's just, it's cool to, to, to meet you guys and to meet the people who are out there, you know, so, so feel free to send me an email, you know, or follow me on the socials and, and message me something that way. I just, uh, I'd love to connect with all of the, the people who spend their time with me every single week. So thank you to you guys. And of course, if you're on those platforms like Google play and Spotify and, and iTunes and all that stuff, um, feel free to leave me a five-star review that, that helps, uh, that helps your boy. You know, I, uh, I appreciate it. And it, uh, gives me a warm, warm, fuzzy feeling of goodness. So, um, until next week, guys, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the ground run and try to make the most of my fucking life, seize the day, get out there and hit the gym. Maybe if I can get that done at a reasonable time, I'll be able to, uh, to come home and get some work done. But I think if I could do the gym now, I should be, uh, should be good to go. I don't know if I can do cardio though. My fucking head's pounding. So I'll get out there. Just, just work the arms, work the legs, get the fuck out of Dodge, call it a day, consider myself successful as a person. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. I look forward to, to hearing your Christmas, uh, you know, gift ideas, the fun things that you're excited about, you know, and, uh, and I will chat with you soon. Touched the walls of a city streets and didn't explain Sadly so does our ways of never asking why Cast down it was heaven sent and to the church no intent to repent on my knees Just to cry No